To begin tonight, I'd like to do a little priest-to-congregation interaction here. The word of the Lord. Okay, here we go. What is your usual response to those words? The word of the Lord. Here we go, okay. How about this? What's your reaction to this? The gospel of the Lord. Do you mean those words? When the word of God is proclaimed, it's not read at Mass, it's proclaimed. When the word of God is proclaimed, and the proclaimer says, the word of the Lord, is your heart so moved to say, thanks be to God. Thank you, God, that I got to listen to your word. I got to hear you speak to me. Then as we stand for the gospel, because it's the words and deeds of our Savior, Jesus Christ, when the priest says the gospel of the Lord, is your heart so moved to say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, because I got to hear your voice. I got to hear what you did for me. And if not, why? Because the way we respond to those two statements is a visible and audible expression of what we believe about the Scriptures. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. We heard in our first reading, if you can remember back to that, it was only about five minutes ago. We heard from the book of Nehemiah, right? And what happened was that the people of Israel had sinned so much that God punished them. And he punished them by sending them to exile. We pick up on the story today where they're coming back from exile. And we have Ezra and Nehemiah. They're trying to, you could say, reinstate the life of the temple. They're trying to bring the liturgical life back alive to the people. They had not done that in exile. You could say they haven't gone to church in a long time, so they're trying to redo church for them. And so what they do is Ezra stands up, and it says that from daybreak until midday, he proclaimed the Scriptures. If you think the readings there at Mass are long, think again. Six hours of reading, proclaiming the Scriptures. And what does it say about the people? They listened attentively. Can you imagine for six hours listening, taking in all the words? But that's not it. They were also weeping. They were weeping at the sound of the scriptures. Why? Because they hadn't heard them in years. And two, they were reminded of the mighty deeds of God. And they realized how sinful they were. And so at the very proclamation of the word of God, it moved them to weep and to listen attentively. But that's not it. Because their reaction wasn't just with their mind. Their reaction wasn't just with their tears. Their reaction was with their bodies. That as they heard Nehemiah step up, you could say to the ambo, they all rose. Sound familiar? That's what we do at Mass when we hear the words of Christ. But then they wouldn't rise to their feet. They prostrated themselves on the ground as they were listening to the words of God. Back in the Old Testament, you prostrated for one thing, and that was the presence of God. 
And so they longed for the Scriptures so much, they had an understanding that the Scriptures were the very words of God speaking to them, that they presented their bodies in total submission to listen attentively to the words. Your words, O Lord, are spirit and life. And so we have the people of the Old Testament giving for us an example of how to approach the sacred Scriptures. We have this reading because, well, our first, our gospel reading is all about, you could say, that liturgy later on in the time of Jesus. You could say a liturgy of the Word was going on. Let me give you a little background. They're in a synagogue. A synagogue was kind of like a satellite church from the temple. You can only offer sacrifice in the temple, so what they would do, they would set up these satellite churches, right, in faraway areas. And that's where they would tend church, because they'd have to walk a long ways to get to the temple. And they would have preachers read the scrolls, right? Take the lectionary, read it, and preach. And so Jesus, the homeboy, he's back at home, he's in Nazareth hanging out. He goes to church like a good, I always say Christian, he is a Christian, I guess. A good Jew, his mom is telling him to go to church. And he's considered someone of great esteem because they let him read. And so he takes the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, the attendant hands it to him, it's like a little altar server, right? He unrolls the scroll and he finds a spot, Isaiah, what we would call Isaiah 62. And he takes the words upon him. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Picture Jesus reading these words to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. This prophecy was all about the Messiah. This is what the Messiah would do. And Jesus proclaiming these words. And all of a sudden, he stops. He puts the scroll back, gives it back to his altar server. Back in those days, they didn't preach standing up. They preached sitting down. He sits down, and what does it say? The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. They looked intently at him. What moved them to look so intently at Jesus? It was the very words of God. And they hung upon every word he was about to say. His first line to the homily, today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. I'm sure you could hear a pin drop. They looked intently at this man who was proclaiming the words that was the prophecy of Isaiah, the very words that would would show them exactly who the Messiah would be. And he says, today you are seeing that man before your eyes. Brothers and sisters, what moved them, what disposed their hearts to be able to receive those words from the preacher, right? This isn't me trying to get you to listen to Muhammad but would dispose them with the very words of God because they were listening attentively to the words. 
you and I have a greater, I don't say greater, but the equal privilege at every single Mass to come before this altar as the priest says, this is my body, this is my blood, and he holds it up to have our eyes fixed on Jesus, to look intently at him. But my brothers and sisters, our gaze towards Jesus is directly affected by whether we are attentive to the words of Scripture. What do I mean? The way the whole Mass is set up is a constant kind of drawing you in for that one moment to have your eyes fixed on the Lord and then to receive Him. The very beginning of Mass, what do we do? We acknowledge that we're sinners, that there's a reason why we sit in this church. We're saying, I'm here for a reason, because I need you, Lord. And then from that, from that humility of recognizing we need the Lord, we go right into the sacred scriptures, because that's the first way he feeds us. That's the first way our Lord wants to touch our hearts and draw us to himself, is by his very words. His words are spirit and life. And then from the scriptures we have, hopefully, Someone who's prayed with the Scriptures and opens the Scriptures up, oh, you could say breaks the bread, uh, presents it to the people. And then as we move, as that draws you even closer, then we have the movement towards the altar and where Jesus becomes present and we can look intently at Him. Your words, O Lord, are spirit and life. Do we believe that? Do we believe that the sacred scriptures, the very words of God, and they give us life? On January 17th, we celebrate the feast of St. Anthony of the desert. He's a saint from around the year 200, 300. And the words of God moved him so much that he went to church one day. He's very wealthy. His parents left him a lot. It was a normal day. Go to church, he's hanging out, does what he does every Sunday. He hears the words from Jesus in the scriptures, go and sell everything you have. As soon as he heard the scripture, he left church early. He left church early, went and sold everything he had, and followed Christ. That was the power of Jesus' words. They can be that powerful for you and for me if we listen attentively to them if we crack open our hearts just a little bit and let the words that are spirit and life enter into us, transform us, and change us. Do you want to be changed by God? If your answer is yes, listen to Him. Listen to His words that He's already spoken. Have you ever said, God doesn't speak to me? Yes, He has. It's about this thick. It's a long love story that he wishes to tell you. That's the power of the scriptures, my brothers and sisters. And if they're not in your life, if the scriptures are not in your life, I invite you to make them a daily part of your life because his words are spirit and life. They have power. You and I, all day as we scurry along our daily lives, we hear the news, we hear the television, 
we have the radio, we have words, 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 words. But none of those words have the power of the Holy Spirit. None of those words are certainly inspired by God himself, except for the Holy Scriptures. And nobody can claim otherwise. We must take the words Jesus said seriously because he speaks to you and to me. His words are spirit and life. My brothers and sisters, I invite you. I invite you to make the scriptures a daily part of your life. You want God to throw a bomb in your life? Be faithful to his words. Believe in his words. And when you come to Mass, be like the people of the Old Testament and listen attentively to his words. Do you want the Mass, the Eucharist, to mean something? Pay attention to his words. Let him draw you in like a good groom does to his bride. A man who has a charisma and swag about him, he knows how to speak to a woman, doesn't he? Right? Women, that's probably what immediately attracted to you, right? Maybe to your husband, the boy you have a crush on, right? He talked to you for the first time, you soaked it all up. You were hanging on every word he had to say. And when he told you how beautiful you are, you were like, thank you. When he told you the great gifts and talents you had, you, you soaked it in. That's what Jesus does with us by his words. He draws us in. And he says, take and eat, for this is my body, this is my blood. Our brothers and sisters, his words are spirit and life.